Tzachim Rav Tzadik Be'ezam and Be'ez, Mishahaya Tamei O Bederech Rechaika. Most of us grow up thinking that if somebody's Bederech Rechaika, he's Pata from Karben Pesach, wouldn't you agree? But the Minchas Chinuch and Mitzvah Hei, that, that, that's a mistake. Why? Because he says, the Gemara says later, how much is Derech Rechaika? 15 mil. Basically, the distance that you would travel in one day, if you started from Chatzos, and you would finish by the evening, he says that is the amount of Derech Rechaika. So he says, according to that, 15 mil, which is give or take, I don't know, 5 mile, something like around 5 miles, a circle around Yerushalayim, he said then, most of the Jewish people, even in Eretz Yisrael, would be Bederech Rechaika, and they would be Pata. Now the Allah is, you can't bring a carbon Pesach when Rav Hatzibur doesn't bring it. He says if Derech Rechaika is within a five-mile circle of Eretz Yisrael, you're not going to have Rav of Kal Yisrael. It's impossible. You're not going to have Tferia and Itania and whatever the names of the word, Sipoiri. I mean, think of it. It's it's a fraction. Even of tiny Eretz Yisrael, it's a fraction. And by all mitzvahs, I mean, what, you don't have to travel more than five miles to do the mitzvah. So therefore, the Minhas says, Avada, you have to come from any part of Eretz Yisrael. Just like all mitzvahs, you would have to travel. But he says, if you didn't, you're not Chayiv Karis if you're more than five miles away. If th- That's called the is just a dinning chorus, but certainly Mechayiv to come from wherever, even from Chutzlaretz, the Nishma Sadam, the great Chayadam, in Chelik Halaf, Klal Samachez Gimel, possibly argues on the Minchas Chinuch, and he asked the following question If you, you're missing your Esrig, there's no Esrig in, I don't know, Lakewood, would you have to travel to New York to and stay there for Yom to be able to use an Esrig? He says, I think a person does not have to leave his home to go to another city to be Makayim a mitzvah, even a mitzvah daraisa, like Tkiyah Shoifar, Lulav. And he brings a sordid rise, one of his rise, he says, if a person is stuck on the way and he doesn't know to go to a city with Brah, who's saying Brachis or one that has Tkiyah Shoifar. He says, you go with the one with Tkiyah Shoifar. He says, why are they in a city that doesn't have a Shoifar? He says, seemingly it doesn't. Except, he says, you have to travel as much as one day like the Gemara in Sukkah and the Gemara over here, one day, for one day you would have to, but more than that you would not have to travel to do a mitzvah. Seemingly arguing on the Minchas Chinuch, what is our obligation? How far do we have to, not, not so much how far, do we have to change cities? Would we have to travel, leave our home to do a mitzvah or not? What is the Machlekes here? I believe the Machlekes is, how much in advance do you have to think of doing a mitzvah? Like, if it's going to take you a week to get to the place, or three days to get to the place that has the lulav or the sukkah, are you mechayiv or not? So the Minchas says, you have to do, until a fifth of your nechassim, to do a mitzvah, that would include the tircha of traveling to another city. And the Nishma Saddam says, no, until the zman of the mitzvah, you don't have to think about it. Notice he says, the day before is called the zman of the mitzvah. More than that? You don't have to think about it. And when this man comes, if you can't do it that day, then you're considered an Inus. And for an example, sounds a little bit like a Chiddush, but the Magan Avram and Simon Gimel Sivkat Ches says, if somebody has a Begid Shaldalad Kanfis, and he didn't put citrus into it, he says, you're allowed to wear it on Shabbos. Why? Because it's a mitzvah, as I say, to put citrus into the Begid. On Shabbos, you can't put it into the Begid. Why? Because it's Shabbos. So he says, therefore... You'd be able to wear the tzitzis, wear the beged without the tzitzis on Shabbos. He says the same thing, by the way, in the week. If you have a beged and there are no tzitzis in your city, he said it would be the din of like Shabbos, and therefore you would be able to wear the 
The, uh, the Begid would out the So really a very important machlek is here. To what length do you have to go to the mitzvah? According to the Menchah every length. According to the uh, the uh, Sadam and seemingly the Magen Avram, is when the mitzvah is chal, then you have to do as much as you can. I don't have to think about it, you know, a week in advance. Tipil Pur, who are Goyrel of Nehama, the Yamtif is named Purim because of this. Now, it's an important part of the Megillah, but seemingly like really a, a tiny incident. It set things in motion, but Mordechai, Haman, I mean, Achashverosh, certainly they could have come up with a better name, Esther. But when you think of it, this sentence really boils down to the essence of what the disagreement was. The word Pur, which means a lottery, comes from the word that starts with the letter Pei. The letter pay, if you ever look in a Sefer Torah, inside of it is a white base, a negative. That's how you know how to create the pay. What does that mean? It's called a base hafach, the opposite of a base. A bias is what contains things. And the pay is something that does not fit into the bias. Unconstrained, unstructured, sort of uh, designless. Now let's go to the letter pay. Peretz. What's a pirza? Something that breaks its boundaries, bursts out. Pere adam. Beyond the confines of civilization, Pered is a mule. Two species create something that is sterile. Preda, to separate. Even a pre, something that bursts out of the tree. Perach, the flower that comes out of its tiny bud and blooms. So that's what pay represents. Something without structure, sort of senseless, arbitrary. So what's a pur? Look, when we buy a lottery, it seems like pure chance. That's what pur means. On the other hand, goyrol. Well, is goyrol just an accident? Well, it seems accidental, but look at the next Pasik. What does Rashi say? A larger Sheva. And then the Pasik says, It was Al Pi Hashem. If it's random, why is it Al Pi Hashem? And the answer is we have two ways of looking at life. Scientific dogma tells us that our lives, you and me, is a cosmic accident. In fact, they have the infinite monkey theory where they say if a monkey typed at a typewriter forever, he would write war and peace with all its plots and subplots. Interestingly, mathematicians tried it and they said there's a one in a million chance that they could create 79 characters long. The DNA sequence, just for the record, is 2.3 million numbers long. It's practically a mathematical impossibility. So here's the debate. Is it poor? Is it just random, purposeless, arbitrary, aimless, designless? Or was it a gairal? It may seem so, but it's really Alpi Hashem. So we know Amalek stands for Ashakar Chabaderech, unstructured, random view of life. And Klau Yisrael believes, Asa Oise Lechal Hamaisim. It's our choice. We can take scientific dogma view of a cosmic accident, or we can believe it's a gairal.